Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? All right, welcome on back to another edition of the Baltimore Beatdown Podcast. It is Sunday night, October 2nd, 821 p.m. My name is Jake Luke. Uh, I'm joined on my screen by Zeej Batman. Spenny uh, could not join us here tonight uh, after... (laughs) After having himself quite a day, so I'm sure he'll be uh, he'll be hopping on here, maybe doing some uh, film review stuff. Maybe I'll hop on with him at some point throughout the week. But uh, how you doing, Zeech? Um, I'm good. I'm sorry about the low light. I'm trying to find the best spot. It's a little. It feels a little, a little shaky right now. There's a little bit of a horror movie vibe going on here. I got to be honest. Well, uh, you know what? I'm just really getting into the whole ZJ Batman thing. I'm really getting into the Batman darkness thing. Yeah, you are. You, the element is out there, and you're you're going to stop. The element is out there. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, you're in a car. So for anyone kind of wondering about the uh, production quality there, that you sound fine. There's a little bit of an echo, but I think we're going to get through this thing. And uh, yeah, um, you're you're going through a weird time right now with the uh, the hurricane and everything. You're down there in the southeast. I don't want to put you on blast, but uh, <laughs> how's that? Going? No, you're fine. How's uh? Um, no, it was good. Um, so for people that don't know, I work in the EMS community. So um, I'm in South Carolina. I was lucky enough that. Ian hit just north of where we were. It was supposed to hit right on Charleston, but it moved up. So we got pretty lucky here. Um, Had to run a lot of calls. We were really busy for a good 72-hour period where we were running everything. But, um, yeah, it's been a busy weekend for us. But it's um, blessed to have no real problems considering everything that could have happened. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, I guess just jumping right into it, I mean, we felt the residuals of it up here, not in any sort of serious way. I mean, Ocean City actually did get a little bit of flooding today, some uh, coastal flooding, I guess, coming in off of the uh, the the coast there, getting into the streets. But other than that, the only residuals we felt today were the, the ghost of Ian, I think, as Tony Pan was putting it today on Twitter, hitting that Ravens game. And it was a weird feeling being at the game um, because... I kind of punted on tailgating a little bit. I'll be honest. I was afraid of the weather kind of. So I, I showed up to the tailgate a little bit late. Didn't get any rain really whatsoever out there. Had a couple beers and then walk over to the stadium. And it was still kind of dry for the most part up until kind of that little bit through the first quarter, I would say. 
then it started to just kind of come down and it reminded me a lot Zeke, of that Steelers game uh, at, the, at the end of last season just a consistent just light and at times driving rain it just a soggy sorrows to the max and that was uh um kind of reached its nadir with the way that they lost this one today going into the the half I believe up 20 to 10 it really could have been a lot worse than that but uh, offense had their issues uh and they they just couldn't really put anything together uh outside of a couple drives where they were given a short field um defense you know they they did their thing for the most part but they I wouldn't say they collapsed, but they just sort of they were up against it with that Buffalo offense on the last drive, uh, which was put together by sort of the call of the game, the capstone of the game. Uh, Ravens get down to, you know, a goal to go situation. They I think they run to the right on the first play. They get knocked back into like a second, three, second, four situation. They don't really do anything with that. And they wind up in like a fourth and goal to go from the four. Harbaugh makes a call to go for it. Um Lamar Jackson takes a snap, sort of fades away with Devin DuVernay being the intended target. He still throws it his way. Jordan Porter comes in, makes the interception, and uh, that sets the Bills up with a touchback. Pretty much the exact worst thing that could have happened on that play was the Bills picking it off in the end zone and getting that touchback, and they do it. Buffalo goes right down the field. They kind of handle the clock masterfully there. The Ravens could have had a chance, ultimately. They they tried to have a chance and you know let them score and everything, but uh, ultimately Buffalo sets themselves up to uh, kick the game-winning field goal. 23-20 is the final score. Uh, they get that. They actually, that was their first lead of the game was when the clock hit triple zeros there, which is a uh, pretty wild, another sort of blown lead. I guess you could say for the Ravens, I think the tenor played out a little bit differently than maybe pe- people would expect. I thought this defense played pretty well. I thought the offense really is going to have to shoulder the, uh, the share of the blame. And I think John Harbaugh has got to shoulder the share of the blame here too, but that's all stuff we're going to get into. What is your instant reaction to this one? If you told me, any week against any team that the opposing team only scored 23 versus a Lamar Jackson led team. I'm thinking the Ravens win. So that, that first off should tell you a lot. Like the defense did their job, especially when you're considering it's against Buffalo and you will held them to 23 points. That's pretty damn good. You're going to come away with that feeling good, especially if you have a win. Um, Offense just stalled out. Zero points in the second half is inexcusable in every way, shape, or form. At one point, the lead was 20-3, to and you're thinking, like, you're knowing. Like, Buffalo eventually is going to get something going. Like, they're going to find some way. But the run game was working early for the first time all season, and you're up 20-3, to and you're thinking, all right, Buffalo will have their possessions, but just leak the clock out, put up points each drive. Even if you put up a field goal each drive, Buffalo's not going to get the ball enough if you run the ball well and drain the clock enough to be able to come back. They're not going to be able like, you're keeping the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. He can't score if you keep it out of his hands. So the, the fact that, again, it just slipped away is, again, another thing that I think makes this hurt more than it really should, considering that two weeks ago, we full well expected them to lose this game. Yeah, definitely. It's uh. You know, I, I'm not as heated at this one as I was at the Dolphins game, for example. I think I got on that one, and it was just an absolute live wire of anger uh, because I think that game spoke to a systemic issue uh, of blowing leads and kind of just a frantic energy around this team in late in games where they just couldn't clutch up. And, you know, that happened to an extent today, I think. That definitely did happen a little bit. I think it happened with John Harbaugh. Um not really on the fourth down call. I don't mind the fourth down call very much because 
I mean, Buffalo went right down the field anyway. So like you kick a field goal there, I, I, I'm still not comfortable that they don't just drive right down the field and score a touchdown. They probably could have scored a touchdown on that drive and they really should have because the Ravens wanted to let them score. Uh, and for some reason, OA made that Joe tackle. And I think, God damn it, love autoplay videos. But that, yeah, I think that speaks to, um, that speaks to the issue right now to me. John Harbaugh's just got to be so much better than he is right now. Like these guys are not playing smart football. They're not playing procedurally good football, particularly on offense. It killed them today. I don't have the stats in front of me. I wanted to have them, but fucking ESPN has to have the stupid autoplay up. So I couldn't pull up the stats, but you know, all these procedural penalties on offense and the refs were bad too. And we're going to get into that, but it's just, it's absolutely killing them. They're shooting themselves in the foot and that used to be like the Greg Roman was a scapegoat for that. You know, the players to an extent are a scapegoat for that. But now it's like you got to play more disciplined. And John Harbaugh, that's on you, man. Like you're my guy. And like I called you out after that Dolphins game and you had a big bounce back against the Patriots. But kind of feels like here we are again. And I'm OK with losing to the Bills. They're to me the, the top dog in the AFC right now. I'm OK with losing a game to them. But you choked one away again here, and uh, you're two and two, and you're figuring things out. And I think to an extent, this September month was kind of their preseason. But you come out of it at two and two. Rest of the AFC North is, I, I believe, going to be at two and two as well. So, you know, there, there's plenty of runway in front of you here. But uh, there, there's there's issues to be worked out here right now. This is not uh, all sunshine and roses. John Harbaugh has to be better than he's been through these first four games. Absolutely. Um... The, the fact that they couldn't close out against any, again, I don't care what team it is. If you against any team get up 20 to three, you've got to find a way to close it. You just, you have to. It's especially when it's a team as good as Buffalo and you get, I'm not going to say lucky enough because it didn't look lucky. I mean, it looked like procedural drives, good defense with takeaways, and they fought their way up to 20 to three and just, couldn't close the offense couldn't figure out a way to get they score one more time there and it's a completely different game they put up one score whether a field goal or a touchdown at some point in the second half and we're talking about a different game we're talking about a three-point loss in the in a game where the ravens didn't score in the second half yeah, it's a, and that's really, really what it comes down to. And I think like ultimately the, the difference was the two offenses today and like the Buffalo, the Bills offense was not great today. Like it, they started out with, I think their very first drive, Allen throws an interception to Humphrey, who's uh, had a quietly a very, very nice season to start the year here when he's been on the field. When he's not been on the field, it's been a disaster for them. So he needs to continue his great run of play. So shout out to him. Shout out to Owe for forcing the fumble there on, uh, I forget which Buffalo running back it was, but I think it was two drives after that. Ravens forced two turnovers out of nowhere. And then, like I said, offense gets a short field and they capitalize with two J.K. Dobbins touchdowns, one on the ground, one through the air with one of those little Mickey Mouse uh, shovel pass touchdowns that I rag on the Chiefs for running so much. And now that, you know, I'm getting some benefit out of it, I kind of like it. But yeah, it's uh, it's on the offense today, man. It is on the passing game in particular. And I get it. It was shitty out there, but Buffalo got just enough through the air, right? Like they got just enough out of digs. They got just enough out of Josh Allen doing, doing what he needed to do. A little teardrop pass there to, I think, Dawson Knox on the last drive over to defenders who were not communicating properly, which was another kind of issue on defense. But again, I'm not putting this on them. Um, Rashad Bateman, man, like he might be, he might be out the next couple of weeks, but 
Show the fuck that up, dude. dude. Didn't look good. Show the fuck up, man. Like you're, you're dropping passes. Like you, you drop multiple passes. That one that he dropped was just kind of the killer. That last gasp for the offense, in my opinion, where he's wide open. It looked like he was going to have room to run, like he did against Miami. Clanks off his hands. Like I get that Lamar kind of fired it in there. It was wet out there. He was still wearing the gloves. So just yeah. <laughs> Just a brutal game from Rashad Bateman, who I love, who is off to a good start. And we don't have to make a referendum on it or anything, but you just got to be better than that if you're going to be a go-to guy in this offense, and he's going to need to be. He like he wants to be the guy. He's talked about it. He said like when when Hollywood got traded away, it was like, oh man, that's that's my guy. He's gone, but this is my time. Like this is why I'm here. And you see the guy in Buffalo, Stephon Diggs, making these great catches in the rain. If you want to be that guy, you've got to make the catches like that. You've got to find a way to come down with the ball and help your team out. And he couldn't. Um, I sure, I mean, we're, we're here kind of ragging on him a bit because he had a bad game. But, God, I sure hope he isn't out that long. That boot that he walked out of the stadium with, I don't know if you saw that video. I but did, yeah. yeah. That, that that certainly didn't look good. Hopefully that's nothing too serious and they're just being a little precautionary. But one, th- one thing I will say too, him and Owe, they refused to talk to the media in the locker room today. Like be better guys. Like be, be be better not than that. Good. Like straight up. Like you just got to be better than that. Like and if you're going to go out and there, go ahead. I got and like Owe needs to come clean about what happened. Like yeah. they were they yeah. like Mar- Marcus Williams threw his like pretty much did like the fakest tackle you could ever do. Clay's Campbell throws his hands up. All these guys are ready to let the running back go into the end zone. Owe comes scr- screaming from across the field. Like he was nowhere near the play. Comes screaming from across the field and just drops him. I think I think I heard somebody say that the play call was either let him score or go for the strip. And I think Owe said that he was trying to go for the strip or something. Yep. But if you're going to go for the strip, you got to give a better effort, man. I don't. I didn't even notice him trying to go for the strip. All I noticed was the running back falling to the ground, and I'm sitting there like, "What the hell just happened?" Yeah, I think he, he had I think, plenty I, of time for Lamar. Yeah, I think that's exactly what he was doing was going for the strip, and um, I, I don't know, man. Like I, I get wanting to make a play, and he's he's made those plays in those moments before against the Chiefs. He made the one earlier in the game, like I mentioned. You know, he's he's been capable of doing that before, so. I guess I applaud the hustle, but at the same time, like these guys are just like it's it's an issue with the defense. And again, we're not going to rag on the defense too much here today, but it's talk about systemic issues. I mean, there were some moments today where you had Hamilton and Williams and Peters doing the thing that they were doing against the Dolphins, and I was like, oh god, here we go. And to their credit, they they knuckled up a little bit when they needed to, but that was just another moment where it's ten guys thinking one thing and one guy's thinking another thing, and that is just kind of what kills them. And uh, Schematic. That seems to be the issue with this team. Like, just it's one guy out of the eleven that seems to screw th- just not know the assignment or not know the drill, and it just seems to break down the whole play, and it it can't keep happening. No, you're yeah, exactly, and um, yeah, I guess that was a killer there. I mean, I guess what would have happened was you would have Buffalo go up twenty-seven to twenty. Ravens probably would have gotten the ball back with about a minute and forty-five, two timeouts. So you're talking about reasonably that they'd have time to drive down there and score a touchdown but then what happens they're going to go for two and then you know who knows if they get it or not and then goddamn if you can you imagine if they had driven down the field scored a touchdown gone for two and not gotten gone it. for two and not gotten it again pittsburgh 2.0 yeah yeah exactly it would have been just it would have been the exact same conversation and that we're having right now though right wouldn't it i mean so like i've yeah I've, I've been getting into a lot of arguments i agree with john harbaugh's Touchdown, my personal opinion. I get it. I also like understand the field goal. I understand putting up the points, but in my opinion, you have a quarterback who for the last three weeks we've been talking about 
at playing at an MVP level. I'm sorry. Versus this defense, which again, they played good today. They got to this defense as a whole over the season versus Lamar Jackson. I'm putting my life into Lamar Jackson's hands every time without a doubt. It doesn't matter what defense is on the field any year. I'm probably always going to give Lamar Jackson the chance. That's no. just yeah. It's why he's Lamar. Yeah. At exactly. the end of the day, field goal versus touchdown, it is what it is. I would have been pissed at a two-point conversion. I think the John Harbaugh blame comes in when you look at the entirety of the game. Again, the goal line decision is what it is. But the the challenge for the fourth and inches when I again I think it was a first down, but if you're gonna go for it anyways, why challenge and waste the timeout? Yeah, and how like, do they and how do they go out and beat the Chiefs last season, which was kind of the same spot that you were in where you're going up against this high-powered AFC team and you're not expected to win. They go for it over and over and over. And yeah, over they and over again because yeah. you have to. Yeah, and they get it all those times. So I get it. I, like, I totally get it. Like, the execution, it was there. It was perfect. And they didn't get the breaks today. But I, I am 100% on board with believing your guys, instill that belief, go for it, and try to, like, try to build that momentum. If they hit on one or two of these, then all of a sudden things are going to... I think the script might flip a little bit, but... It definitely does. Uh, it does. It does hurt when it doesn't work. And I mean, this is kind. Of, it's kind of the conversation you have to have. I also don't like Harbaugh going up there in front of the media and saying, "Oh, well, you know, there was this and that." But yeah, I guess I understand that's why we did it. And he kind of he punted it a little bit when in his comments. He, yeah, and he was. He said, "In hindsight, we should have gone for three points." No, if you're going to stick with what you did, stick with it and go on. That's one of the things that I've loved about Harbaugh is that he under, like he stands by his decisions, and he may not always be right. They may frustrate us, but the thing is, is that he's always been a stand-up guy about what he's decided. Yeah, he this also whole, he punted it to one the one foot analytics. in, one foot out. Yeah, he punted it to the analytics a bit too, where he was like, "Oh, well, yeah, I, I can see why we did it." It's like, no, John, like it's hey, we did it because I wanted to fucking do it. It's my decision. I believe in my players. We're gonna go go for the win every single time. And I get and like Mark Andrews, to his credit, he goes up there and says, "I'm." <laughs> A uh, comment that I don't fully understand, but I like, uh, is that, uh, you know, I'm a dog. I like to be aggressive. Uh, you know, that, that would have been a great t-shirt, uh, if, if this turned out to be a win, but, uh, yeah, no, he, I, I, I didn't love John's comments to the media in that respect. I think he owned up to things pretty well, but that was kind of one thing that caught my, caught my ear a little bit wrong. And then, uh, yeah, heart, um, Oway and, uh, Bateman just not talking to the media. It's just, it's, leaving a little bit of a bitter taste in the mouth right now. Um, so these these guys have a lot of shit to work on. And, you know, as far as what played out on the field today, to your point, I'm okay with going forward on fourth down 100 times out of 100. But, yeah, it's the procedural stuff. It's just dying by a million paper cuts. You're just bleeding yourself to death with a false start here, with a fuck, with a holding penalty there, with this and that. It's just too too undisciplined, and that starts with Harbaugh. Yeah, it, it was... A lot of, like, I, I'm mad a lot right now about the run game. Like, the run game looked so good, the best it has, and it felt like they just couldn't get it going. But a lot of it is, like, like Tyler Linderbaum having three, like, I've never seen a center have so many false starts. I didn't, like, I didn't realize that a center could full start because when the center goes, the play starts. Like, it's normally that simple. I've never seen that whole lean back before you snap a thing. It's, that was bewildering. Yeah, it. Um, I think it might have had something to do with the rain, honestly, because he was double clutching a lot, and like he, I don't know if he like they were doing a silent count or something, but he just he was not on the same page for sure. So, yeah, that was that was definitely weird. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the running game did look good. I mean, goddamn, Justice Hill looked really good, and then he uh, comes up gimpy on his biggest run of the game, and he leaves, and that was kind of it for him. But 
Dobbins looked good as well. Jackson, I think, made a couple plays on the ground. I mean, the running game is fine now, from what, especially from where it was a couple weeks ago, where we were saying, like, what is Greg Roman's value to this team right now, even if they can't run the ball? I, I, I couldn't have been more wrong. I wasn't, I was like, uh, yeah, sure, JK's going to come back, but what is JK going to do for a scheme that's not yet? I was wrong. JK came back and everything seems to be working now. I'm a, I'm a freaking idiot. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, the run, the run game is fixed with JK and Hill. Hopefully Hill's thing isn't serious. I haven't heard any word on that. I don't know if you have. No, I haven't. And, uh, I actually just searched on Twitter and I still didn't see anything. So it, I, I thought I saw some like hamstring speculation, but I think that was just from like watching the TV copy. So I don't think there's anything like expert analysis there. Uh, so hopefully he's doing well, man. I've been singing his praises. He's been one of these spark plugs on an offense that has needed it at times. And uh, JK, I think, looked good in that role as well. But it just seems like he's on a pitch count right now. And I think for good reason. It looked like he was kind of gassed at the end of this game. Oh, sure. No doubt. I think that's why Hill was so important is because JK needs to stay on a pitch count for a little bit. And now if Hill is gone, I don't know where you turn. I mean, neither Mike Davis nor Kenyon Drake has looked great with the ball in your hands. Do you go to a practice squad guy maybe? Do you hope Hill is all... I mean, if Hill isn't... All I'm going to say is that Hill's thing looked strangely familiar to what happened to Sherling Shepard on Monday Night Football uh, last last week. Yeah, which so, that wound up being an ACL, so you don't want that. No, that's that's why I'm especially worried. Yeah, yep, no doubt. Um, so I guess that that's all of that. And then obviously, you know, the, the sort of the boiling point was reached between Harbaugh and Marcus Peters, who... Uh, I, I was this like at the exact end of the game or was it after going for I think it happened it, no I think it happened right after the um the Oway tackle like as soon as Oway came off I think Marcus Peters came screaming off the field right um it might have been after the kneel downs or something but it was either right after the Oway tackle or right after like the team was coming off the field for the kick or something yeah, so it was kind of weird. Like the the TV angle was kind of strange to like watch because it, it didn't like people were saying they were getting in their face, and like I, I believe everyone who like said that they saw it happen, but like the TV like doesn't really necessarily show them in each other's face. That you kind of see them yelling individually, and then Peter's getting pulled away. Yeah, and it just seems like it was kind of some frustrations about guys not being on the same page, perhaps, and like the defense being put in a tough spot there after the fourth down, it just seems like frustrations boiled over. Peter's gotten Harbaugh's face and uh, who knows what was said or exchanged, but Harbaugh to his credit, I think spoke to it after the game and said, I'm a Marcus Peters guy. I hope we're going to get past this. And I believe that we will something to that effect. I, I don't have the quote in front of me, but uh, yeah, that's, that's not what you want after a week four game. Uh, I do believe that it'll be fine. They'll get over it. I think that's what you get with Marcus Peters. Uh, when it's going good, it's going good. But he's not gonna, he's not going to be afraid to speak his mind, and I have no problem with it, which I'm sure is what you were about to say. I have no problem. No, with him. I, have, I I love it. Yeah, I have no problem with him like standing up for the defense there because they they did what they needed to do in this game, and like it's to my point and to your point as well that it's the procedural death by procedural penalties, death by a thousand paper cuts. That all goes back to Harbaugh, and uh, the the miscommunications on the on the defense that that reflects on him poorly as well. So if somebody's got to speak up a little bit and I'm okay with him being one of those guys. Yeah, that's that's the whole reason you bring Marcus Peters in is he's he is that dog on the defense. There's there's nobody on this team. I mean, maybe Marcus like that, but I don't think Mark gets that animated. Lamar doesn't get that animated. Nobody gets like fired up like just kind of like outspoken like Marcus Peters does and I think that's what he brings to this team and I want to see it when it like again, people like again, I'm not dissolving John Harbaugh from the, like, this is John Harbaugh's loss this whole game. 
So somebody needs to get in his face and is like, all right, this is two home games in a row. We've let up 17-point leads. We need to we need to get this fist and it fixed. And if it's Marcus Peters, it's Marcus Peters. I don't think it's about the fourth down, fourth and goal call. I don't like I don't see why the defense wouldn't buy into that. I mean, how many times has Lamar Jackson won the game for them? Like Marcus Marlin said after the game, he was like, No, I we we were bought into the fourth down call. We love it. We love our offense. We as the defense should have closed up and it is what it is. That's that Buffalo offense. I think the defense was probably gassed at that point. I wish they had held, but yeah, I mean, Jeff Zarebeck tweets at 6.45 p.m. Dating back to last year, the Ravens have now lost five consecutive home games. They've done it by a total margin of 12 points. The Bengals are in town next Sunday night. I mean, that's just unheard of with the Ravens. I mean, and, you know, people give give this, you know, town a lot of shit, I think, for not showing up to games at times and attendance this and whatever that. I, I don't know. The games seem well attended to me, but... Give them something to cheer for. Like it's been a, a, over a year at this point since I've like felt genuinely pumped up to be in that building about a game that I feel like they they're going to win, no doubt. And it might have even been before that since I actually felt like super confident about something. So I don't know, man. Give them something to cheer for is is kind of my take on that. And uh, give them a win. And for the record, I think they are going to get this thing on track. But uh, I think that just speaks to uh, speaks to how much they're still recovering from the insane shit that went on in the second half of last year. They're they're getting lucky this year. The whole AFC North seems to be trying to figure out whatever this this fucking season is. They're trying to figure everybody's trying to figure this shit out. So they're getting lucky right now. They're having time to be able to put stuff together. But yeah, I mean, like I'm in I'm in South Carolina. I want to get to a Ravens game this year. I managed to get to the Colts game last year. Amazing, like the the greatest live sport event I've ever attended was that Colts game. Um, but like for me, like I've got to fly up or drive up. I've got to figure like i've got to stay with my parents and i've got to get down i got to take time off of work like it's a it's an ordeal for me and i was like they were up 20 to 3 and i was like looking at Bengals tickets i'm like and then after this i'm like yeah until they win at home i'm not coming up there like there's no there's no reason for me yeah no it's because they they need to start figuring out a way to get butts back in the seats and they need to do that by winning it's as simple as that yeah, and you, you know you got to win at home. You can, and it's a, an amazing stadium experience. And like I'll I'll go to games even when they're not in the hunt. Really, I, I did that last season down the stretch when they were losing all those fucking games. I sat in the rain for that Steelers game in week eighteen or whatever. How many ridiculous amount of weeks that are getting tacked on here because the NFL just needs to make all the motherfucking money in the world for no reason. Give them another bye week. I just. Yeah, and yeah, but that's a whole different conversation. No, that's that's a whole other podcast entirely for sure. But yeah, it just yeah, just give it give us something to cheer for here. Like let's let's go ahead and and honestly, like I said, bringing it all back, like that was that was that was the best the AFC has to offer. And Bills fans, by the way, and Bills social media, you guys were having a lot of fun today, and I hope you uh, I hope you had a lot of fun today. This was a, a a massive win for you, apparently. And Josh Allen's going to go be the MVP, and you're going to go win the Super Bowl because you you, know, you got this win. I guess that's huge for you. And I don't want to be like this is your Super Bowl guy because the Bills are the better team. I think, but I'm issuing a fatwa on the Bills right now. This is just unacceptable, uncouth behavior by the Bills and their fans. Some of the behavior that I saw today, it was not the wholesome Bills mafia jumping through table stuff. I didn't like it. Didn't like what I saw, and I did not like using the Omar whistle. And I think, I think their whole family's going down, like the O'Doyle rules family, just going off the <laughs> off the cliff in the station wagon. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be there when the uh, when the the train comes to the the final station for the Bills, and I am gonna be uh, you know 
beer in hand and uh, celebrating their 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 downfall. You're gonna be Newman there as Jerry takes his stand. Exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> that's a that's a good call out. Yep, that's 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 my statement. I just I just finished. I just finished watching Seinfeld, so that's why that popped into my head. Oh, there you go. That's at least you got something good for you going on in your life. Tell you what, here's here's what we have to cheer for: the defense. Just everything we talked about, the defense did look good today. I mean, this was the Bills' offense that has been rolling over teams for going on pat to last year, and they like Stefan Diggs beyond a couple of really good couches. Once again. Pretty much held to nothing like that playoff game in 2020. Dude, it was just the Josh Allen shit that he does, where he just takes the snap and he just uh, it steps around in the pocket a little bit, eludes the rushers, and then just scrambles. He did that multiple times today, and like that was kind of the extent of their offense to me. Like you said, Diggs made a couple plays, Dawson Knox with the one big one. They didn't do anything on the ground. It was all Allen scrambling. And like that's, you know, some Lamar should have done more of that, in my opinion. That probably would have been a, you know, would have been him, made him the more, uh, I don't even know what I'm saying, but it's just like Allen looked like he was in a different class than Lamar today because he was just willing to cut it loose and put it all on the line. And uh, that's kind of what their offense is. Sometimes it is that at the very least, like when they it's erratic, it's erratic. You're just, yeah. And yeah. And when they're facing what I think would, you know, could be classified as a good defense, which they got held to 23 points today. That doesn't happen very often with the way the Ravens offense is played. You would think holding a team to 23 points would be enough, but uh it's just kind of like when they have one thing, they don't have the other so far through four uh, four weeks. So it, it really seems like that. When the defense is playing well through the first half of the game, the offense can only manage to put up some amount of points. When the And then, I like today, like the third quarter was just disaster. Like they let – there was three, four scoring drives by the Bills in a row, and then the offense just put nothing up. And it was just – it kind of all – crumbled down that, that first quarter if they could play every game like that first quarter they'd be 4-0 they'd go on they'd win Super Bowls and get all the accolades in the world that first quarter was the prettiest quarter of football I've seen the Ravens play in a long long time there you go well yeah I guess that's that Ravens lose 23 to 20 after having a 20 to 3 lead at one point in the first half Give up the uh, touchdown there right before the half. Don't do anything with it in the second half. And uh, that is all she wrote from Charm City today. Uh, Zeke, any closing thoughts before we get on out of here? People need to people need to step up and answer for what happened. That's that's my final. Yeah, I, I'm I with it, man. Yeah, I'm I'm done policing the fan base. I'm done telling people how to feel. Like this is just you know. You got to win games like this, ultimately, and uh, I, I'm not blown that they didn't. I think two and two was in the budget for a lot of people. I, th- I probably predicted them to be three and one, but I think two and two is fine. A lot of football left to be played. AFC North is uh, nothing really that impressive to write home about. I don't think so. They'll be in it, but uh, you know they're not necessarily a class above anybody right now. So I think uh, you know Chiefs aren't that great. They lost to the Colts. Bills aren't that great based upon the last couple weeks. You know we've seen from them, including today. So I think uh, I think long term they're going to be just fine, but uh, they got some shit. Eagles to work are four and zero, but they struggled against Jacksonville, and they, I don't think Jacksonville's a pushover anymore. But it's still Jacksonville. Yeah, who the Ravens have to go and play uh, in Jacksonville. So you know, the game, some games look easier than others. At uh, you know when the schedule comes out, like that Broncos game probably looked harder than uh, you know the Jacksonville game. Now that might be reversed, but uh, yeah, ultimately it's uh, it's going to be a long season. I don't think anybody needs to be fired at this point, contrary to what others might think, but. There's a lot of shit that needs to be worked out, and it starts with John Harbaugh. That's my thing right now. So that's all I've got, if that's all you've got tonight, brother.
Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining me amidst your uh, your lunch break there in the uh, yes, sir. The EMT community in the dark, just killing it out there in the dark. You are uh, there, there's something in the way down there. It would seem so. Thank you for joining me, pal. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I'm sure we'll chat again on here very soon. Where can the people find you and your stuff? Um, at perp underscore black veins. Uh, you can find all my writing at Baltimore Beatdown. And this is pretty much the only podcast I talk on. So listen to me here. There you go. Well, thanks again, pal. You can follow the show guys at Podcast Beatdown. Uh, you can follow me at Jake Luke. That's L O U. QUE. Thanks for listening, guys. Definitely another tough one today, but uh, they're going to be back on the horse tomorrow, or not tomorrow, uh, next week. Uh, Sunday night football against the Bengals. The big old game that they're going to have to go and win. And uh, you know what? I, I'm confident that they're going to do it. I'm, I'm going to predict right now that they're going to get back on track next week. So uh, we'll see what happens. But Three and two is going to feel really good. Three yeah. and two will feel really yeah. good after all this. Three and two can't get here soon enough. But uh, until then, uh, we will talk to you guys later. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Get, get, get that! Baltimore! What are they getting? Everything out of me. They gonna get a Super Bowl out of me. Need that. Need that.